You can either open your Bible to Genesis chapter 39. We're going to look at verses 1 through 12. Or if you got the church app, open that up and it'll pull you up to the Bible scriptures this morning. And if you have the app this morning, there will be a few blanks that I want to encourage you to fill in as we look at the message this morning. Last Sunday, I began this series, VIP. And when we think of VIP, we think of very important person. And uh, what we're looking at uh, in this series of VIP is looking at a very important person in the kingdom of God in the eyes of the Lord. And who would be a very important person? What would be the characteristics? If we looked at the letters VIP, what would those letters represent in the eyes of the Lord for a person that is a very important person in the eyes of the Lord and in the kingdom of God? And we looked at last week at the first letter, the V, which stands for values. Values or our belief system is what we have rooted in the Word of God that guides our life. Our life is kind of like a ship sailing through the seas of life and our value system, that which is rooted in God's Word, is what our belief system is that guides us and directs us as we go through the sea of life. And this morning we're moving from the V of values, our belief system that's rooted in God's word, to the I, which represents integrity. A VIP is not only a person who has values or a deep-rooted foundational belief system, but a VIP in the eyes of the Lord is a person of integrity. And so that's what we're going to look at this morning, a person of integrity. What is a person of integrity? If we were to look up the word integrity in the dictionary... It tells us that it is the quality of being honest and fair, the state of being complete or whole, to firmly adhere to a code of moral or ethic or, or artistic value, to be incorruptible. Now, I like that last part, incorruptible, because a person who is a VIP in the eyes of the Lord, a person of integrity, has their values and their belief system rooted in the uh, the word of God that is so deep and foundational that they live their life out as a person of integrity that cannot be corrupted. I'm not gonna corrupt my value system and make decisions or act differently in one situation versus another situation. A person of integrity is the same inside the church and outside the church. They're the same no matter where they are because they wanna be open, honest, upfront, and everything that they do based on the word of God. And when a person is a person of integrity, it uh, is a consistency in their life that can be seen by other people, but also by the eyes of the Lord. As we look at the scriptures this morning, I was thinking about the uh, commercial that some of you may have seen it on TV before, Integrity Chevrolet. I think the owners are the Morgan Brothers. And uh, their kind of the motto they have on their commercial is something kind of along these lines, and that is that they're going to do what's right the first time, this time, every time. What they're trying to put is that we are integrity Chevrolet. We are people of honesty and integrity, and we're going to treat you right this time, the first time you come. We're going to treat you this time that you're here, and every time you come, we're going to treat you with honesty and integrity. That's a pretty good slogan. Now, I don't know if they live up to that, but it is a pretty good slogan that they want to be open, 
upfront and honest and treat you right every time that you are there. That's really the way that should be kind of the motto of the Christian life. And as we look at the scriptures this morning, we look at a man named Joseph. Joseph was, as we look in the scriptures in Genesis 39, was a, probably a teenager, and yet as a teenager, and put in an awkward situation, being mistreated, yet he still made decisions based on integrity, doing what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He was putting what you might call putting the rubber to the road, and that was when he was put to the test, he lived up to it. And this morning, if you have the church app, I'm gonna give you a few things I want you to plug in that hopefully will relate to your own personal life and about living the life of integrity. Let's look at the scriptures first this morning in Genesis chapter 39. I'm reading this out of the New King James Version, and we're beginning in verse one. This is again, Joseph, as he is probably a teenager, but something unique has happened in his life. He had a dream. As a matter of fact, he had a couple of dreams, and they were dreams that People were going to be bowing down to him, even his family. And because uh, Joseph was kind of favored by his father, there was a little bit of jealousy among his other brothers. And uh, when it got to this point about this dream, that was pushing it too far. And so one day when he came out to check on them out in the fields, they decided they were going to apprehend him. And then they decided to sell him to some merchants that were traveling through to be a slave. And so that's where we pick up this morning as the merchants are about to sell him off. Now in Genesis 39 and 1, it says, Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. He's gone from his homeland to Egypt with these merchants. And Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. So Joseph found favor in his sight and he served him. And then he made him overseer of his house and all that he had put under his authority. So it was from that time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hands, and he did not know what he had except for the bread which he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. And it came to pass after these things that his master's eyes, or his master's wife, cast eyes on Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Look, my master does not know what is with me in this house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Verse 10 says, so it was as she spoke to Joseph day by day that he did not heed her to lie with her or to be with her. But it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the house was inside that she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and he fled and ran outside. Lord, I just wanna thank you God for these examples in the scriptures of lives that show what it is to be a VIP, 
Lord, we looked at uh, last week and saw that the scripture showed us a person's life of values. Joshua was a person who said, that as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And he didn't waver from the left or the right and you caused him to prosper. And today we see the scriptures of a man, a young man named Joseph that shows what it is to live a life of integrity. And Lord, I pray God that as we look at the life of Joseph that we would see his situation, his circumstances and see that yes, even in our life, no matter what our circumstances are, we can be a person of integrity. And so Lord, I pray that you would bring these scriptures alive to us, that they would challenge us but also compel us to be a person of integrity. And Lord, we'll give you the praise and honor and glory for all that you do in our lives. And it's in your name we pray and all God's people said, amen. As I look at these scriptures about Joseph, I see a few things that I believe in his life should be in our lives too if we're gonna be a VIP in the eyes of the Lord and be a person of integrity. And one of the things I see this morning is if I am a person of integrity. I do what is right even when it's not prosperous for me. If you have your app, put in that word prosperous. If I am a person of integrity, then I'm gonna do what's right even when it may not seem prosperous to me. When you think about Joseph's situation, and especially as you look at verse three here, we see that God's hand was on Joseph even though Joseph had been apprehended by his brothers and now he had become a slave being sold from merchants to this man named Potiphar who was captain of the guards of the uh, uh, Pharaoh of Egypt. And the Bible tells us yet in this situation as a slave, and if you could kind of imagine in your mind, if your brothers had turned on you, they had captured you, they had sold you as a slave, your life is plummeting very quickly. And now you're being sold in another land away from your home to the Potiphar who is captain of the guards of the Egyptian Pharaoh. You've been sold into his hands and now you're just a low life slave who has no connection to the Egyptians at all. And in that situation, you could be feeling like life is pretty lousy. Everything is go wrong. There is no hope for me in this situation. And as a slave, typically slaves don't prosper, do they? They just do what the master tells them to do and hope that they don't get in trouble and get beaten. But yet the Lord's hand was so much on Joseph's life that God calls Joseph to rise up in the ranks of a slave. And it tells us in verse three, and his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Why did that happen? It's because Joseph, even though everything had gone wrong, even though his uh, brothers had turned against him, even though he was in a situation of just being a low-life slave, he still did what was right and gave his very best in the situation that he was in. And because of that, God's hand was upon him and God blessed everything that he did. And so here Potiphar sees that and he begins to raise him up in his state of slavery, even being a new slave, to a point that he becomes the head of all that Potiphar has. He says, man, God's hand is on you. Everything that you do prospers. Everything that you touch in my life prospers. You just go ahead and take care of everything. And that would have been totally against everything of slavery. 
But yet Joseph was a person of integrity. It didn't matter that he was a slave and it didn't matter that he was in land that was not his homeland. It didn't matter that he was just in the hands of the captain of the guards and really had no hope of any type of future being a foreigner and a slave. And yet he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and he gave his master the best that he could give him and God caused him to prosper. A lot of times in our life, Even as Christians, we'll be in situations, whether it's in work, whether it's in school, or whether it's in relationships, and we'll be put in situations that to do what's right in this particular situation in our life is not going to cause me to prosper. It's not going to cause me to prosper financially. It's not going to cause me to uh, my image to to look good in front of other people. It's just not going to be prosperous for me to do what's right in this situation. But yet a person of integrity doesn't look at the circumstances, doesn't look at what's going to be the most prosperous. They look at what? What is right in the eyes of the Lord? And the Bible, you know, tells us very clearly that we do our very best in all situations as Christians. That's what God expects of us. In Colossians 3.23, it says that we do what is right and do our very best to please God not others. And that's the way Joseph was living his life out. And if you and I are going to be a VIP in the eyes of the Lord, the the Lord is not going to look at us and say, oh, well, okay, you did what he wanted you to do or you did what she wanted you to do. He's going to look at our lives and say, I am proud of her or I'm proud of him because they did what was right in my eyes for their life according to my word. That's a VIP a person of integrity. And Joseph set that example, even as a slave, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and God made him to prosper. So answer this to yourself. If I am a person of integrity, I'm gonna do what's right even when it's not prosperous for me. The second thing of integrity that I saw about Joseph's life is that you and I need to ask ourselves, if I am a person of integrity, then I'm going to do what's right even when I am under pressure. If you've got your out, put that word pressure there. We especially live in a world today that from different angles, pressure is applied to us and especially our Christianity. Because the world and success and what seems to be right in the eyes of people most of the time goes against Christianity. And so to go against the flow is going to end up with pressure being applied to your life. As we look at the scriptures here, it tells us that Joseph, not only was God's hand on him and he was prosperous, but God had blessed Joseph where he was a well-built, handsome, young teenager. And guess what? His appearance caught the eye of Potiphar's wife. She began to see his build. She began to see his personality And she was magnetically drawn to him. Now, we don't know, we know what Joseph looks like from the Bible because it says that he was handsome and he's well built. We don't know what Potiphar's wife looked like. But we do know by historical records and things of tradition that those who were in high authority and power, whether they were good looking men or not, they had a tendency to be able to pick their wives to be whoever they wanted to be. So this is just, Breadology, you got it? This is breadology. This is not necessarily biblical. But breadology is imagining Potiphar's wife 
is probably looking good and smelling good. She's got all the fine things of life because here Potiphar is captain of the guards for the Egyptian Pharaoh. So he's probably very well off, probably got a very nice house and very nice piece of property, nice belongings, and probably has chosen out the nicest looking women to be a part of his life. Now, again, this is breadology. It's not biblical, but it is historical. So we can just imagine that she probably smells good, looks good, got the finest clothes, and she's looking at Joseph and says, come lie in bed with me. Basically, come have a sexual relationship with me. And that goes on, and as the Bible says, I want you to listen to this in the Scriptures. It's not only one time that she says it to him, but the Bible tells us it's a repeat thing. It says in verse 10, So it was as she spoke to Joseph day by day that he did not heed to her to lie with her or to be with her. What the Bible's telling us, it wasn't like, Okay, she hit him up one time and okay, he turned me down. This is probably a woman that's not being used to being turned down and not getting her way. So every day she's saying, putting out the perfume, come lie with me. Next day she dresses up a little nicer. Again, this is breadology. She dresses up a little nicer, smells a little better. Come lie with me. Day after day after day, but yet the Bible says he would not give in. The Bible has given us a picture that this woman is really putting the pressure on him to give in to her temptation. And yet the Bible tells us that Joseph says to her, everything that the master has, I have control of except for you. And how can I sin against, he didn't even say Potiphar, he said against God. He said, the master has entrusted everything to me but you. But even greater in that is, how could I give in and give in to this temptation, even sin against what God would have for my own personal life? Now, there is a man of integrity. The pressure is being put on. The temptation is rising, and yet he doesn't give in. We, a lot of times, will have pressure that comes into our life from different directions, it might be a pressure just like Joseph had that maybe someone that we've got drawn towards and attracted to and maybe they're putting on the charm and wanting us to have a sexual relationship with them and the pressure is being applied. The fragrance is there. Have you ever noticed that if you're having a tough time in your relationship with husband, wife or boyfriend or girlfriend that somehow there just seems to be somebody of the opposite sex that kind of just steps into your life and they say the right things, they sure do smell good and they can so be sympathetic with you. They seem to be just what you need at that point in your life. That's what you call the devil working in there. Trying to put a temptation, a pressure situation to draw you in to doing what the devil would want you to do instead of what God would want you to do. But pressures come from different directions. In our life in the Word this morning, we were talking about uh, different things of where brokenness comes in our life. And we were studying about Peter and how that Peter denied the Lord three times because he was in a pressure situation. And that is, hey, weren't you one of these followers of Jesus? And he's thinking, man, if I say yes, you know, off of my head, nailed to a cross. And he denied Jesus three times. The pressure was too heavy for Peter, even though he had told the Lord, I will never deny you. I would even die for you. 
But the pressure was too much. He couldn't handle it. He lost his integrity. You remember I said that in the dictionary that integrity is to be incorruptible? At that moment, Peter allowed corruption to come into his values, his belief system. And I shared with them about how that I had a friend of mine that worked in accounting, worked for a big carpet company, and his boss came to him and said, hey, I don't like the way these numbers look for our company. I want you to change this and this and this, and that'll make things look good for us. And so the pressure was on. Would he give in to the pressure, or would he be a person of integrity and do what was right in the eyes of the Lord? And he stood with the Lord. Amazingly, even was able to keep his job. But from our lives, when we live in a world of so many people that, you know, this thing about Christianity, that's just, you know, that's just a book. That's just old-fashioned type stuff. Our integrity is going to be put to the test and sometimes pressure will be applied to us. And it might be a pressure situation about your job and giving in and corrupting your belief, your value system. Or it might be the temptation of giving in to a sexual situation. Might be the pressure of maybe you're struggling financially and it's time to do your taxes and you're thinking, man, I believe I'm going to get some money back. And then you start filling it out and then you start having to be honest about some stuff and it's not turning out so good. And the pressure's on. Will you give in and fill it out right? Or just kind of fudge a little bit so it turns out better for you. The pressure's there. The prosperity question is there but will you be a person of integrity? And you know, when those things come, we're, we look at the bottom line, we're thinking, man, if I just, you know, this is not gonna hurt anybody, nobody will ever know. Oh. But God knows, doesn't he? Matter of fact, the third thing that I see in these scriptures, if I am a person of integrity, I do what's right even when I am not around other people. If you got your out, put that word people in there. A person of integrity does the same, acts the same, whether they're around a crowd of church people like you that are looking good, smelling good, and smiling good, or whether you're just all alone. Here is a situation nobody will even know. You see, as I look at these scriptures and I look down to verses 11 and 12, Joseph was kind of put in that situation. It says in verse 11, but it happened about this time when Joseph went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the house was inside. So one day when Joseph comes in, for some reason on this particular day, he comes in and none of the other servants are there. The cook's not in the house. The housekeeper's not in the house. Nobody's in the house except for him and Potiphar's wife. Now, that's an unusual Coincidence, isn't it? Uh, this is again breadology. I don't think it was a coincidence. I think it was part of her manipulation plan. She had the cook gone. She had the housekeeper gone. She had everybody out of the house. She knew when Joseph was going to show up. And the Bible tells us in verse 12 that she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. Now she's been giving the temptation, but now she's got close and personal. She has reached out and touched him grabbed his garments and said, come lie with me. And here's what the setting is. I'm looking good. I'm smelling good. Potiphar's gone on a trip and there's nobody in here. Nobody will know. 
But the Bible tells us, but he left his garment in her hand, he fled and he ran outside. You know what happened? Joseph immediately fled from her hands, even jerking his outer garment out to leave it in her hands and ran and got out of the house. He was not going to try to talk her out of it. He wasn't going to spit. Now she had got too close, too personal. She had touched him. And he knew now was a moment, either do or die. And he fled. He could have been in his mind and thought, well, she, she is good looking. She sure does smell good today. Potiphar's gone. He'll never know. She won't tell him. None of the servants are here. There's nobody to be an eyewitness. Nobody will know. But there was something in Joseph's mind that reminded him, even though nobody else will know, me and God will know. And I will go on against my values, my belief system. I will have corrupted my integrity. And he ran and got out of the house. Now look at all that about Joseph. He was a man of integrity because he did what was right, even when it wouldn't have been prosperous normally. He did what was right when he was under pressure day by day by day. He didn't break down. And he did what was right even when he wasn't around other people, even when it was a situation nobody will know. He still did what was right. Now, some of you, either today or some other time, you might begin to look down through there and say, whoa, didn't turn out so good for this man of integrity, preacher, because the Bible tells us that Potiphar comes back home and she says, hey, that slave of yours raped me, and here's his garment he left behind. And to the brokenness of Potiphar, he has to have him arrested and thrown into prison, and there he spends for some time in prison. Looks like things didn't go so good for this man of integrity. But if you read on, you know, God's always has the last say, doesn't he? You read on, the Bible tells us that he rose up to integrity in the, even in prison. And he even interpreted a dream for Pharaoh, which ended up Joseph being per, promoted from a prisoner to be in the second in command only under Pharaoh in the whole land of Egypt. You see, even when the path seems to be going downhill, God takes a VIP, a person of integrity, and in the end, he rings it all back up. The question we got to ask ourselves today is, am I really a person of integrity that does what's right, even when it's not prosperous, even when I'm under pressure, and even when I'm not around other people, the question is, will we make the decision today to be a person of integrity in the eyes of the Lord? I want to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes this morning. And as you bow your heads and close your eyes, would you take just a moment and just say, Lord, do you see me as a VIP, a person of values and a person of integrity? And if something begins to cross your mind and you know that maybe you're failing in your integrity, that your actions are not always being true to God's word. Maybe there's a little bit of allowing some corruption, a little bit of giving in. Then maybe today, whether at this altar or in the pew where you're at, maybe you just want to make the decision, Lord, I'm just committing it all to you. I, I want to be a VIP in your eyes person of values, a person of integrity.
that does what's right even when it's not prosperous, even when I'm under pressure, and even when I'm not around other people. I just want to do what is right in your eyes, and that's all that matters. Because, Lord, I know in the end, you're the one that blesses. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, today, if you've never given your heart and life to the Lord, I want you to be, give you the opportunity to begin the journey of being a VIP, a very important person in the eyes of the Lord. The beginning of that journey is giving your heart and life to the Lord. And if that's your need in your life today, would you just pray this prayer silently in your heart, right where you're sitting? Dear Lord, I feel your spirit speaking to me. And I know I haven't always done what is right in your eyes. But today I ask for your forgiveness. I ask you to cleanse my heart. And I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. Now, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed and no one's looking around, if you prayed that prayer and invited Jesus into your heart and you really meant it, would you just slip up your hand for just a second just to say, Pastor, I prayed that prayer and I really meant it. And all of heaven will rejoice over that. Thank you. Maybe this morning, maybe you already know that you're a Christian, but maybe there's been some areas of your life that you've allowed your integrity to be corrupted. You haven't stood on your values. You haven't been a person of integrity. But you want to change that today. And I'm thankful we got a God that gives us second chances. A God who can take broken vessels and restore us to being a people that does what's right and being a people of integrity. And so if that's a need in your life, no matter what it may be, maybe you've had some pressure on you, you've started giving a little bit. Or maybe you've done some things that when you're not around other people, you're not exactly proud of. Maybe you've been looking at what's prosperous for you instead of what's right in the eyes of the Lord. But God has spoken to you some area of your life and you want me to pray for you. Would you just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, would you pray for me? Yes, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Dear Lord, I want to thank you, God, for those who were open and honest that raised their hand and said, Pastor, would you pray for me? There's some areas I'm struggling with. I began to slip in a few areas. And so, God, I pray, Lord, that you would just begin a renewal in their life right now. I am thankful that, Lord, even if we've just made a little mistake or, Lord, we've done some things that have broken our life, broken our testimony. Lord, that you're good at putting the pieces back together and healing us and restoring us and putting us on the right path. But, Lord, I know that it takes a commitment and a, a belief system that is our values, that is so rooted in your word. And so, God, I pray that for those who raised their hand, God, that you give them strength to be a person of integrity. Because, Lord, I hadn't even thought about it, but when I looked at Joshua's life, you told him if he didn't move to the left or the right, but just stayed true to your word, you would cause him to be prosperous and have success. And then I looked at Joseph and I saw there that he was a man of integrity. He didn't move to the left or the right. And you caused him to be prosperous. I'm getting a central message here, Lord. God, that sometimes we may go down some hard paths. And Lord, we may be in some pressure situations. But Lord, when we don't sway to the left or right, when we don't allow our values and our belief system that's rooted in your word to be corrupted, Lord, you cause us to be successful and you bless our lives. Now, those lives may have a rough road for a while, but in the end, Lord, you always bless so God, I pray that we would just take deep committed hold 
of being a VIP, a person of integrity in your eyes. Lord, I pray, God, that we would be renewed and refreshed. And Lord, for those who have been a a person of integrity, they haven't given in, even when it wasn't prosperous, they haven't given in to the pressure and they haven't bowed to doing just what they want, even when they're not around other people. Lord, I pray your blessings will be upon them and bless them for their integrity. And it's in your holy name we pray, amen.